Welcome back to the Peace of Living podcast. I'm your host, Jason Bell, and I'm excited to be with you tonight. I'm here on my own. Allie is feeling pretty sick. She's kind of had this cough thing, and it probably is COVID. She tested and it was negative, but it's all, soy- all signs point toward COVID. So we'll just say it's COVID, and hopefully she's back with us this next week. Obviously, I want her back, so it's kind of weird being on my own. But uh, anyway, I wanted to talk just for a little bit tonight about developing our relationship with God. And my undergrad, I did at the University of Utah. And uh, while it was in speech communication and a minor in business, most of my emphasis in my degree was, well, it was uh, kind of two parts. It was on conflict resolution and mediation and also on relationships and what makes them work and what makes them fall apart. And it was really interesting. Most of the studies that I um, conducted and were a part of, and also the research that I read, were tied to a famous researcher named Dr. John Gottman. And he's a famous researcher, I believe, out of Seattle. He's a a Jewish man. He's been doing um, family and marriage counseling and therapy and that sort of thing and research for, for decades. And one of his landmark findings was that happy marriages are based on deep friendship. And uh, I love that. I feel like Allie is genuinely my best friend. I love that girl. And there's no one I'd, I would rather, you know, be spending time with in, in every way. She's just my best friend. And so I can definitely see that. Now, we aren't in a so-called marriage with God, but even Jesus, right, calls himself the bridegroom. And we do enter into covenants with God. And so there must be elements of kind of a marriage type relationship and also, but a friendship relationship there as well. And so as I talk tonight, I want you to just be thinking of how is God and Jesus my friend? Do we talk? Do we trust each other? And so on. So when I was thinking about this topic, Allie asked me, she's like, have you ever felt like your relationship with God was strained? And if I'm being honest, I would probably say no. And that probably, you're probably thinking, what? Like, maybe, maybe you feel like your relationship is a little bit strained. But for me, I think if I ever did feel um, like I didn't want to approach God or felt unworthy to, it's not because uh, God did not want me near or that he did anything wrong. It's because I misunderstood his character. I might have felt that way he was angry with me and that I deserved to like kind of sit in my shame and guilt for, for my mistakes and shortcomings. But that's just not true. Like we learn from the Book of Mormon, especially, especially in the Book of Mormon, that while our Heavenly Father does command obedience, he does so because he knows what's best for us and with the understanding that we will make mistakes and mistakes that he will be willing to forgive if we turn to his son, Jesus Christ, and repent. I've learned to come closer to God uh, through my mistakes. It's probably one of the biggest ways I've come closer to God. And the way I've had it uh, kind of in my head, and one thing that's helped me come closer to God through my mistakes is understanding more about his character. For example, Uh, I want you to imagine just for a moment that you've been hired at an ice cream shop. And uh, we have an excellent one just down the road, being from Bountiful, Utah. Nielsen's Frozen Custard is the best. And uh, if you've ever worked at an ice cream shop, which I have not, I'm not going to pretend that I have, but I've had plenty of students that have, and I've talked to them about this. 
And I've always been very interested ever since high school in those perfect, just swirled ice cream cones that you get from an ice cream shop. Like, that's amazing. Like, how do they make it perfectly vertical and with this, like, even beautiful swirl? And if you talk to anybody that's worked in an ice cream shop, you're probably going to mess up a lot of ice cream cones (laughs) in those first few weeks or maybe longer. Like, maybe you'll mess up dozens, if not maybe a hundred or more ice cream cones. I don't know until you get it right. And the thing is, is that everybody who starts at an ice cream shop making ice cream cones is going to do that. And with those messed up ice cream cones, typically either the shop will, you know, give them a for a way for free to customers because they're kind of falling over or melting or whatever, or in probably most cases, they'll just throw them away. And if you start to count that up, like that's a lot of ice cream. That's a lot of resources that this ice cream shop is, is just literally throwing away. But the thing that's really fascinating to me about that experience being hired on um, to make ice cream cones is that the company or the boss isn't taking or docking that person's pay for all those messed up ice cream cones that they're literally throwing away. They're not taking it out. And in fact, the company or the boss, the owner is kind of footing the bill for that. Like they're, they're covering that cost. They'll pay for those messed up ice cream cones as many as it takes. And and the beautiful thing is if you've got a good boss, like they're going to, they're going to work with you. They're going to train, train you. They're going to help you. They're going to show you like little, you know, tr- tricks and techniques on how to get that ice cream cone just right. But it might take a lot of work. And, um, in thinking about this kind of metaphor, it's made me kind of had a, a different understanding and angle on who our father in heaven is and what my relationship with him is like. Because growing up, sometimes I would fear that, uh, you know, my mistakes or my disappointments were something that were going to, in a way, dock my pay. <laughs> like God was, God was going to be angry or he was going to somehow, like I deserved any pain or suffering that was coming my way. And, you know, it turns out it's not true. Like God isn't A, he's not going to fire us if we're trying to make those great ice cream cones. And B, he's not taking it out of our pay either. He's taken us on in covenant because he knows of the potential that we have. It's the same thing with an ice cream shop employee. They're hired on knowing full well that there's going to be mistakes made along the way. And that they hired you because of your immense potential. And when you start making ice cream cones well, you're going to do it well. And it's going to be really great for you and for the customer and for the customers and for the company. And so they're willing to invest and they're willing to take the time. It's the same thing with God. I'm convinced that he has nothing but our best interests at art at heart. And once I kind of allowed myself to shift my perspective to how I can learn from my mistakes and disappointments and that God knows and even expects me to make mistakes despite our trying, it's kind of allowed me to look past my own embarrassment and really into the heart of who our father in heaven really is. And like I said, I know that he has our best interests and our growth and our progression and happiness at heart. And he's willing to invest that. 
Now, another way that I've come closer to God is just by talking with him. And I've never uh, was, I've never been great with the, the these and thous growing up. And so I kind of learned at an early age just to talk with our heavenly father. And I think he likes that. He's our father. Like, why, why wouldn't he want to hear us talk about how we're doing and what we fear, what we dream about, what we worry about, all of that? I love it. I love it when my kids, especially, you know, my son, he's just, you know, he's starting to get, he's not older. He's just six, almost seven. But when Finn comes to me and just wants to talk about whatever, you know, I just really like it. I love it. And, you know, sometimes it could be a little annoying if he's asking me for, for lots of things that he can do probably for himself. But regardless, I'm grateful and happy to, to know that he feels like he can come to me and just, and just like talk to me and not feel like I'm going to judge him or make him feel dumb. Or even when he makes mistakes that he can just come and tell me the truth and I'll help him and we can move on and hopefully learn something from it. Right. Another way that I've come closer to God and developed my relationship with him is through reading the scriptures about who he is. And this year in studying the Old Testament and come follow me, a casual reading of the Old Testament might tempt you into concluding that our father is kind of an upset or angry father. But a more careful reading of all the standard works of scripture definitely reveal to me that God is infinitely more loving and caring, empowering and noble and powerful than I could, than I could have even imagined. And learning this at a young age, when I was 14, reading the Book of Mormon for myself for the first time was really the beginning of just, this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship, right? But it's true. Like that really kind of when I started to learn that and like, as they say, like the dews from heaven started to, to distill upon my soul about who my father in heaven really was and that he wasn't like out to get me or that he wasn't just angry and disappointed or making me feel guilty or shameful that he just genuinely wants to help and help me f- improve. Um, that's a game changer to learn. But perhaps the best way that I've come to develop my relationship with God is just through placing my faith in his son, Jesus Christ. Um, John in G- Jesus in John chapter 14, verse nine, uh, said this, he said, Jesus saith unto him, have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not shown known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the father. And how sayest thou then show us the father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. I I can confidently say that I've come to trust Jesus completely in my life. And in trusting Jesus, I know that I can trust the Father because Jesus trusts our Father. Several years ago, I've mentioned this before, I felt the pull to leave my job and teach seminary full time. And I knew that Jesus was calling me to follow him, and I was very anxious about it. But as in as Alma in chapter Alma 30 in Alma chapter 32 suggests, I held on so tightly to that particle of faith that I had, which that's all it felt like was just a particle of faith. And I took it and I placed it in Jesus Christ's hands. 
And I can testify to you that it's been wonderful. And that faith through giving him that particle of faith has grown into a tree of faith. And now when Jesus calls, I answer because every time I do, I know I'm going to be okay. And that he has a work for me to do that he will help me do. I know Like, I know that no matter what happens, Jesus will make beauty of ashes. I've also come to know the Father through the Son by feeling Jesus' deeply cleansing and empowering atonement in my life. Growing up, I made some mistakes, as we all do. It's super hard to make those ice cream cones, especially when we're teenagers, right? And in our 20s. But when the Spirit taught me as it says in Alma chapter 7, verses 11 and 12, that Jesus didn't even, he didn't just suffer from my sins, that he took upon himself my pains and my afflictions, my temptations, uh, sicknesses, uh, my infirmities. When I learned that he like took upon himself those things of mine, that his bowels may be filled with mercy and that he might know how to help me because of my infirmities, that that was a game changer for me. And again, that's from the Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon is just so good. It just teaches us so much about Jesus and the character of our Father in heaven. But that truth really changed my life. I knew that he knew what I was going through because he had been through it. And I started to look for his aid because I knew that he knows how to give aid. <laughs> I began to recognize his peace and his spirit and what that felt like and how to bring it into my life. It kind of made me think of like a few years ago, one of our really good friends uh, went into rehab for a problem with alcoholism. She was an alcoholic and it, it almost killed her. And we're so grateful that she made it into rehab and that she's sober and clean and just wonderful. I love this woman so much. And, um, but I often like, kind of think like, you know, when you go into rehab, you have a sponsor, like someone who's there to kind of have your back and be with you throughout the process. And I think, you know, what if, what if our friend had gone into rehab and they announce her sponsor and it's, and it's me, right? Jason Bell. <laughs> and I admit I've, I've never had a problem with alcoholism. I've actually never had alcohol. And so well, I would be a terrible choice <laughs> to be her sponsor. I would be a horrible choice to to do to to be there with her in that recovery process because I don't have any idea of what it's like to be an alcoholic, right? But Jesus does. And that's what makes part of what makes him just so wonderful. Like you can expect his aid, his suckering because he knows how to give it because he's been through it He's been through it too, which is so amazing. It reminds me of the quote by C.S. Lewis when he talks about friendship. And he said that friendship arises out of mere companionship when two or more of the companions discover that they have in common some insight or interest or even taste, which the others do not share, and which, till that moment, each believed to be his own unique treasure or burden. The typical expression of opening friendship would usually be something like, what? (laughs) You too? I thought I was the only one. 
And going back to developing a relationship with God, once we realize that Jesus and our Father in Heaven get it, they understand what it's like to be human, um, because they've been there. Man, what a what just a great relationship, right? Again, happy marriages or happy covenants are based on deep friendship. And that friendship, according to C.S. Lewis, is really born out of that realization that, what? You too? I thought I was the only one. I also know that Jesus knows how I feel because he's been there. He gets it. And yet he does not condemn me. He doesn't make me feel bad about it. He doesn't shame me. That's not what Jesus does. That's what Satan does. And it's just not true when it happens. In fact, he helps me. He empowers me. He trains me with love and patience as I try to improve every, every ice cream cone. And because I know that Jesus gets it, I know my father does too. How else did he learn to make ice cream cones if not the same way that I do? And that fills me with hope and reassurance. Now, if we're thinking about developing a relationship with God, and if you feel distant from your father in heaven, like we've talked about in previous podcast episodes, I would encourage you and call upon you to talk to him. Maybe even first, that's the first thing you do is talk to him. I know I've mentioned this as well, but there was a recent study of 500 people who had left the church and then come back. And every one of them mentioned that they felt the pull to come back into the body of Christ when they started praying again. So I would just one more time, just encourage you to talk to your father, to pour your heart out to him, and then look for him in all that is good. If you remember in Moroni chapter seven, um, I believe it's Mormon, he writes that all things which are good cometh of God and that which is evil cometh of the devil. For the devil is an enemy unto God, and fighteth against him continually, and inviteth and enticeth to sin, and to do that which is evil continually. But behold, that which is of God inviteth and enticeth to do good continually. Wherefore, everything which inviteth and enticeth to do good, and to love God, and to serve him, is inspired of God. And as you start to look for and notice him more, the good things in life more, big and small, right? It's kind of like the primary song. Whenever I, whenever I hear the song of a bird or feel the rain on my face or the wind as it rushes by, you will, you will see him and feel him near guiding you through the Holy ghost in all that you do. If you want to develop your relationship with God again, for me, a huge way that's happened is just to getting to know the sun the greatest form of worship is emulation. And as they say, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. As we emulate Jesus, we really are just emulating our father. It's not us who has the power to save, it's him. And as we emulate him, the world will invariably be drawn to him, which is exactly what the world needs right now. Truly, as a man is, God once was, and as God is, man may become. How many of us have grown up to be like our parents? (laughs) In the celestial ecology, that's exactly the idea. Then we have that promise through the covenants that we've all made. We develop our relationship with God by trying to be like him. It reminds me of the primary song, I'm trying to be like Jesus, right? 
I'm trying to be like Jesus. I'm following in his ways. I'm trying to love as he did in all that I do and say. At times, I'm tempted to make a wrong choice, but I try to listen as the still, small voice whispers, love one another as Jesus loves you. Try to show kindness in all that you do. Be gentle and loving in deed and in thought, for these are the things Jesus taught. I'm trying to love my neighbor. I'm learning to serve my friends. I watch for the day of gladness when Jesus will come again. I try to remember the lessons he taught. Then the Holy Spirit enters into my thoughts, saying, Love one another as Jesus loves you. Try to show kindness in all that you do. Be gentle and loving in deed and in thought, for these are the things Jesus taught. I know that in doing these things, as it says in Moroni chapter 7, that wherefore, my beloved brethren, pray unto the Father with all the energy of heart, that ye may be filled with this love, which he hath bestowed upon all who are true followers of his Son, Jesus Christ, that ye may become the sons of God, that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Lastly, if we were going to develop a relationship with God, for me, it comes down to just learning and doing his will, living his doctrine. And if any of you are listening and you're on the fence and you're not sure where your relationship with God is, or if that he's even really aware, I'm going to ask you just to try it. Just try living it. Try choosing Jesus in every, in every circumstance and just see what happens. Just try Jesus in every circumstance and see if you can't start to know your father better through choosing Jesus. It's like in John chapter 7, Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. If any of you are questioning if this is really real, if this is legitimate, if the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is Jesus Christ's church and authority restored on the earth, I would invite you to do the same thing that Jesus did, is to do his will. Because by doing his will, you'll know of the doctrine and you'll know if this is his or if this is just something made up. But I can tell you as someone who's tried it to do his will and to live the doctrine, I know through the Holy Ghost that this is Jesus Christ. This is his church. And I testify that our God is the God you hope he is. And he's not the one that you fear he might be. I'm going to say that again. Through developing my relationship with God through these ways that I've talked about tonight, I testify that God really is the God you hope he is. And Jesus is the Savior you hope he is, and not the one you fear he might be. And why is that? It's like C.S. Lewis said, I believe in Christianity, or Jesus, or God as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. Friends, thanks for listening. Um, I hope this has inspired some thoughts for you, but let's just go and try to make some more ice cream cones. <laughs> and we mess up, let's learn from it. We don't need to feel bad about it. Let's just 
throw that one away and get out the next cone and start over. And let's let our boss try to help us, right? He's not going to dock our pay. In fact, the pay is just the same. The same it is for me, as it is for Allie, as it is for anybody. We just got to try to make those ice cream cones. And all the while, we're blessed, and his kingdom is blessed, and people will be enjoying that ice cream. Guys, I love you. Hopefully next week, Allie's back with us. Until then, we'll talk to you later. Thanks. Thank you for listening, friends. If you wouldn't mind, please download, subscribe to, rate, comment, and share this podcast. We believe that the peace of living of Jesus Christ is for everybody. So thank you for helping us out. We'll talk to you soon.